Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Time and Talks podcast. Honestly, guys, I wasn't even sure if I was going to do another season, and I felt really inspired to do this episode. I don't have a whole season lined up, but I realized what I think I'll be doing is when certain topics are really interesting and inspiring and you guys are asking for it and I just can't share on Instagram because there's way too much information, I will randomly pop on here and do an episode because I know it's content that you guys want. And this episode really is one that happened out of the blue because I got so much great feedback about something that I've been struggling with. And yesterday I wrote this really raw and real story about my struggles with kind of feeling like a broken record with Ayan with his uh, evening routine, when his activities like get your basketball, get your shoes, get your water. And it's like too many reminders and it's draining my energy. And I was really reaching a frustration point. And I know Chirag, his, you know, his patience level is shorter than mine. And he's definitely been struggling with this because he's the one who takes Ayan to practices and games and things like that. But yesterday I was solo parenting and it was all on me and the pressure was on having the three kids and then all constantly having to remind him. And I felt so stuck, so lost, so confused. And so I put it out there that any moms who have experiences, who have older kids, please share your wisdom and tips. And I had an overflow of moms who shared their experience, what's worked. And on the other hand, I had a whole slew of moms who have kids between the ages of five, six, seven to 12 who struggle with this. So I realized that this is a very common growing pain. It's normal. I talk to teachers. I talk to people who are child uh, therapists who follow me and even pediatrician saying this is very normal. And I realized it helped me settle down a little bit that, okay, Ayan is not lazy. He's not doing it on purpose. There is a miscommunication. Obviously, my method is not working and I need new solutions. I need help. And I just felt kind of lost to what those solutions would be. And After speaking to you moms, I had a whole game plan that I wrote out, and that's what I want to share with you today, because if you're a parent who struggles with children between the ages of 6 to 12 with reminders of being responsible, how to teach responsibility without yelling and being frustrated, how to teach natural consequences, this is the episode for you. Now, there is two other episodes if you have younger children, episode 97 and episode 99. I really do feel that when my kids were younger, ages three, four, five, when their routine, their morning and their evening routine was the same, I created these routine sheets with pictures on it. And it still works with Rehan really well. He's four. And I find that even till now, like our morning routine is a well-oiled machine. Yes, does Ayan forget his socks sometimes or, um, you know, put away his dishes and 
after breakfast sometimes, yes, but more often than not, it's not a point of contention or frustration. It was the evening rotation. And what I realized is that his evenings have all shifted because each day he has a different activity. Each activity requires him to take different things. It's at different times. So I realized it's like, oh my gosh, it's hard for me to keep my mind wrapped around the schedule. That might also be why evening and maybe even morning routines may be challenging. So Take a listen to episode 99 and 97 for the younger children of how to playfully, you know, incorporate uh, routines and make it fun and help them be more responsible um, in age appropriate ways. But the thing at that age is that we're still doing a lot, right? And now at this age, as they get older, we're trying to, you know, build their independence and we realize they are capable of doing their own things without us reminding them, right? As they're becoming more uh, physically and mentally mature. So sometimes we get more frustrated because I know you're smart. I know you can do this. I know you know what your schedule is. Why are you not doing it, right? That's where the frustration point comes. So I want to start off with our first, our own introspection. So one of the things when I was talking to my friend Visa, who is a self-love and a breathwork coach, And she has two older boys. And she asked me the question, you know, why does it trigger you so much? Or why do you get so frustrated? Because this is pretty age appropriate, right? So why does it trigger you? And I thought this was a really deep introspective question because I was like, why does it trigger me? And it always roots back to an unhealed childhood wound whenever we're feeling triggered. And for me, it was the feeling of being unheard. I really did have no voice when I was younger. Like I didn't have a space to speak, to share my feelings, and I felt unheard. And so when I have to repeat myself as a parent over and over and over again, it triggers that same feeling of that unmet emotional need of being heard. And when I wrote that out to her and immediately clicked to me because I'm like, my child is not trying to intentionally activate that wound. And my reasons for being frustrated are completely misaligned and it's getting me dysregulated. So then I'm looking at the situation as a me against him. And when we're dysregulated, our behavior matches that, right? If he's dysregulated, his behaviors match that. So me looking at it, it was more like, a struggle. It was becoming a power struggle and I couldn't gently remind him where I did in the past because I was my energy was drained. I felt like there was a misunderstanding, there was a disconnection in the way that I was trying to communicate and trying to help him and support him. And we have done family meetings about this. We've talked about this. Like many of you moms, you've tried everything. The reminders, the firm reminders, the kind reminders, the strict reminders, the frustrated reminders. You've done it all. Maybe you've created checklists and you're like, why is this still happening? And it's being really honest that what we're working, we got to scrap it because it's obviously not hitting the mark. There's something that's going awry. And so I had to really just wipe the slate clean and be like, okay, I'm open to new suggestions and new help and new solutions because I'm stuck. I'm lost and confused. And that's when I reached out for help with you guys. And so, yes, I understand not all of us have platforms like that. We can do that, but that's why I'm creating this podcast. So this can be your outreach of when you feel lost and confused. This can be your guide of what 
different action steps that resonate with you, you can try and really involve your child as well because they can come up with some great solutions. I'm going to share a solution that Ayan came up with um, that can help the situation, right? So the number one thing for me was I dropped my guard and I felt more at ease when I realized, okay, Ayan's behavior is not a reflection of my parenting. Also, he is not a lazy child. He is not the problem. There is a problem of, it's not really a problem. It's a skill that is undeveloped of learning to be responsible, learning to manage time, learning to uh, understand how to uh, be responsible for our things and gathering things and be more mindful of when it's time to leave. And this is a skill that I need to support him with. He's seven years old, right? So if your child is seven, nine, 12, this is just a skill that we need to support them with. We'd be the guide and we can't teach through shame and screaming and frustration. It's not going to click. It's either, it's just going to further create a distance and a disconnection. So that was the number one thing is looking as a, we are a team and we're going to do this together, that I'm going to come up with solutions. He's going to come up with solutions. We're going to try it out. This is a trial and error process. It's not going to happen overnight, really taming our expectations that they should know how to do this. They're smart in every other way, that they're not applying themselves and really looking at the entire situation of what's going on. So once I was able to kind of let my guard down, I really urge you to just ask yourself, why am I triggered? What is being activated and really realize, is your child doing that on purpose and not? And 99.9% of times they are not doing it on purpose because they're not malicious and they don't have a manipulative side that they're trying to not hear us on purpose. There is probably a disconnection maybe in the way of the communication or understanding. Um, Maybe we're speaking in a dysregulated tone. Maybe we're rushing them. So we have to support them. So because I had moments that I was frustrated um, with him, I knew that the first step was one, to wipe away all of what I tried in the past and start from a blank slate. And two is repair the relationship. So I knew from the beginning that The next day I was going to sit down with him and really apologize and start clean. Uh, There was a video that I shared from Dr. Um, Becky, um, who's the author for Good Inside. And she said that everything that our children go through is a phase and we are figuring it out. And we have to be rooted in our capability and our child's capability that we can come up with solutions. We can work with our child as a team. We can help support them. And if we are done with the broken record, the reminding incessantly and using up our energy, it means that we can work together to find a new solution. So, When I repaired, I really was conscious about what I was going to say. And I said, you know, I've been really feeling frustrated lately because, and we've had a disconnection with your reminders and your responsibilities. And that was because it was not your fault. It was me. I felt stuck and I felt confused how to support you. I'm so sorry if I made you feel bad. You are an amazing kid and I know you're capable of taking on these responsibilities. I know it can feel a little tricky because there's a change in your routine, but I love you and I asked help 
to with other moms on Instagram so I can find solutions to better support you. And I also want you to input of how I can help you better and how I can support you better. And I want you to know that we are a team um, and we're going to work through this uh, together. And I said, do you know why responsibility is so important? And he said, yes, because as we grow up, we get more and more responsibility. So if we learn it when we're younger, then we will have more practice at it. And when you're not there, we can take care of it on our own. And I said, yes, that's absolutely true. But I also understand the things that you're forgetting to do, like picking up socks, making your bed, or maybe taking your basketball or filling up water, they're boring things. There's so many other fun things that you want to do. And so I understand that some of these things are boring and you'd rather do more fun things. But I just want to let you know that if you do these responsibilities, the small things more quickly and do it right the first time, you'll have more time for the fun things like reading or playing for us talking. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have more free time to do what you want. And do you know why it's important for me? Because the more energy I save by not having to remind you over and over again, that means I have more energy to be playful, to talk to you, to have fun with you. And I hugged him at this point and he said, yeah, I really like that. So that really helped him understand that we are a team. And so I told him, I was like, you know, these are just skills, like being responsible. You're seven years old only, and I'm going to help you learn how to better focus yourself, help you learn how to um, follow your routine. And I'm going to really be there to support you, but I'm not going to be there to constantly remind you because I know that you're smart and you're capable of remembering those things. And so I really made it a point to know that I really valued him, that he was capable. And I had family meetings before with him. And and I used the terminology like, hey, you said that you were ready for piano, but I noticed that you don't have your piano bag. Can you help me understand um, what happened? And that terminology really worked um, for a while. But then when you keep saying it over and over again, right, the frustration happens. But I realized that engaging children in the process when they're this age is so important. But I think that's a really good framework of being curious, asking questions and not like attacking them. Um, So definitely schedule like, you know, time to when he's in, he or she's in a green brain and you're in a green brain and do the apology and repair the relationship so you can start over. They don't feel bad and you can just get over the guilt that you may be feeling. And I really take this advice from my trainer. It applies to all things in life, especially parenting. There's only wins and learns. So we have to get out of our mind that our mistakes are failures and we're bad parents, that their behavior is a reflection of our parenting. And when we mess up, you know, it's a failure and we're bad and like we're not good enough. It's just an opportunity to learn. And that's simply what it is. So one of the things that was shared about a lot, and I'm going to go through all these different strategies that mom shared. Um, And I'm going to kind of talk to like what my game plan is moving forward that I talked to with Ayan. So the number one thing is checklists. So we have to be able to support our children because they can't keep everything in their mind, right? That's a lot. And so one was uh, a lot of parents said making sure that the instructions are very like short and not run-ons like where it's like four or five different things because their mind is not going to be able to grasp it potentially so maybe like 
two or three instructions at a time if you're giving it verbally, but I find that checklist works best. Um, so depending on how your child learns, like Ayan's a very good reader, I asked him, do you want pictures or do you want words? He asked specifically for just words. But if your child is a visual learner, I can see very much how pictures and words can work. So you just have to ask your child what they prefer. And so Ayan wants checklists and I was doing to-do lists where I was writing it and obviously that wasn't working. So I had to engage him in the process. Um, a mom shared this Amazon link for this whiteout board that's a checklist that has like this X and a check mark when it's done. And so I ordered three of them because I wanted one for the evening. I wanted one for the morning uh, just to have them around so that I'm not constantly erasing the one because each thing has different steps. Like, you know, getting ready for school, for example, or after a shower, you know, it's not just get ready after a shower. It's, you know, put lotion on, like dry your body, put lotion on, put your towel away, put your clothes away, you know, turn the fan on. Uh, it, it's a lot of different steps. They might be forgetting like one or two of that steps, those steps. So one task could have like six steps and that's a lot to remember. So what I wanted to do is like for the ones that he specifically forgetting more commonly to have checklists for so I can post the checklist that I ordered from Amazon in the show notes in case you wanted to order that. So, so this one mom had this incredible idea that she has a checklist right by the garage door and she has a bell next to it. So say, for example, it's basketball and there's three things that you need, a water bottle, make sure you get your socks and your shoes on and your basketball. So it'd have all those three things. They'd have to check it off in the white erase board. And once it's checked off, they ring the bell and then they leave. I love this as an anchor because it gives like a visual and an auditory and a sensory cue with the checklist is not just like reading the checklist and doing it. So I thought there was a little fun aspect to it, which I liked a lot. Some moms mentioned this and it doesn't apply to Ayan, but I do want to point it out because some therapists also mentioned this is that, you know, is there a sign of like, attention deficiency in other areas. It could be a sign of ADHD or ADD. Um, You know, is it an activity that they don't like, right? Like kind of looking into that, um, you know, maybe they're dragging their feet or forgetting things because they don't like the activity per se. So those are some just additional other things to explore. I did explore mentally. Um, They didn't apply to me uh, because I did talk to Ayan's teacher and she said that, He's very responsible. He's not forgetful. You know, he's like has a good attention and focus. And, you know, that leads into the number one thing most parents of grown children said that works is natural consequences. And I think a lot of us are scared of that because of the guilt factor because we want to set our children up for success. We want we don't want them to feel failure or embarrassed. But I realized more and more that I think the reason I was holding off is because I knew that Ayan was going to yell at me if he forgot his homework or if he forgot his basketball. Ultimately, he's like, why didn't you remind me? I know him. That's what it was. And I think that was my fear of not letting natural consequences play out. But I realized 
I'm going to do all these things to set him up, but then I have to just let the natural consequences ride out because mom said that one or two times they're forgetting something and they automatically remember. And it makes sense, right? Because it's a win or a learn. And if you forget it and you make the mistake once, maybe twice, you're going to get it. It's just going to stick that much more uh, powerfully in your mind. So I think the hardest thing is for me to just stay mum. And I did reach out to his teacher and said that we're practicing this natural consequences thing. So if he forgets his homework folder, I'm not going to remind him, but I will let you know and give him a heads up and take a picture of his homework to let you know that he did it. And she was totally on board. She said that she'll help him, like, you know, have gentle reminders too. So I think it really takes a team. Um, and one mom said, be prepared for them to blame you. And so I think now I'm prepared that I'm not going to take it personally. Uh, I'm going to remember to redirect like, oh, how did that feel when you forgot? I'm so sorry. That was so uncomfortable. Like really just focus on the feeling when it when we get to that point and just remind him that I know that you're capable of remembering. I know you'll remember next time and keep it at that and not get into a power struggle. Like, well, why are you getting upset at me? That is your responsibility. You should have done it. I've told you how many times, right? Like the defensive response. So I'm like prepared to be blamed. I think that's so important. Like we, we don't want to get into disconnection with our kids, but Having a bonded, close relationship and a safe relationship doesn't mean that you're always connected and you're always, um, and there's no conflict, right? It's like how you repair after conflict and how you handle these situations when they have big feelings, even though it's their fault, but they're taking it out on you to not take it personally. So it's a hard thing to do, but I realized that natural consequences is a game changer, um, And yes, we don't want our children to suffer. However, how, you know, if we've told them, we've supported them, we've given them guides uh, and they forget, right? Like we have to save our energy at some point and just let it ride out Um, and let them learn from it. So that was that. And then I had sat with Ayan and asked him, I was like, hey, I noticed that you're having a hard time remembering these things. And can you help me understand, like, how can I support you better? Is there anything that I can do or anything we can do so that it could help you? And we talked about this last week. Um, and I was didn't have a chance to implement his idea. But I realized one of the things, right, like if you find that your child gets distracted or they lose focus um, is one to help them slow down and their brain still has not developed impulse control and they're still very present. So if they are walking to go to the garage and then they see right now, this has been the problem. It's like the target gift guide and the Amazon gift guide for Christmas. If that's laying out immediately, it's a distraction because that's so fun. And I want to look at the toys and oh my gosh, those magazines are the demise of me. So I've hid them. I realized that's a distraction. So we're going to hide that. Um, so they're not, you know, right in their face. Uh, that's going to prevent him from moving to the next task. But I realized that we have to help them learn to slow down. And so he came up with this idea with the traffic light, which I thought was ingenious. So I went on Canva and I made this traffic light and it's red is stop. What's my next step? Then the yellow is slow down. And then it says, look around. Do I need to pick up or put away anything? And then the third is go. It's like, think about 
go to your next place or task without being distracted. So it's helping them think about, okay, I'm finished with this task. I stopped. I'm like aware of my environment. Now where's the next step that I'm going to go? And he got a little annoyed because I was like, you have to say it out loud. It takes about 21 days to make it a habit. You got to be consistent. Otherwise it's so easy to go back to being forgetful. And that's for adults too. So we started this where I'm going to have these traffic lights. I'm waiting for them to come in so I can cut them out. I'm going to put it in his bedroom and the bathroom and the garage in the car in the laundry room, basically everywhere. I'm going to put it, um, in the kitchen. And we started talking it through, be like, all right, so stop. What's my next step? And then he'll look around. He'd be like, okay, let me slow down and look around. Do I have to pick up or put away anything? He did it in the car. He's like, yeah, I got to take my water bottle. I got to take my basketball. And there's some trash here. Okay. I was like, it could take two trips. But I told him, I was like, you want to finish all of this first and then move on to the next thing. Because what he used to do is like he would get down from his bed and he was really adamant. He's like, I'm going to put my clothes away, mommy. So he got down from his bed put his clothes away. I'm like, but you forgot on your bug bed to put, you know, make your pillows and make your bed. He's like, oh, I'm going to go back and do that. So I said, just a suggestion, just finish up everything in that one spot. And then you go to your next task. You'll notice that you'll save a lot of time. So that clicked to him. And so I noticed that now Rehan is picking up. He'll be like, stop. What's my next step? Uh, what do I have to slow down? And what do I have to pick up and put away? And then he'll put it away. And then, you know, he'll be like, okay, what do I need to go do? I need to go to the mindfulness room. And so it's so funny with personalities too. Rehan being four is much more aware, more independent. He's more organized. He follows his routine, um, you know, very, very like to the T. He knows it in his mind. But I realized that since he's four, one of the mistakes I made with Ayan, obviously for our firstborn, we're learning everything. This is new to us um, and we do a lot for them, right? Uh, and we, because it makes things go faster. I realized with Rehan, with the sheet, even though he knows it, I need to consistently make him like look at it and him say it and start practicing this focusing of like, slow, you know, stop, slow down, and then go to your next step, like knowing what your next step is before you go there and kind of training him to do that. So I'm sure that he's going to be in a much different position than when what Ayan's in. Um, and then I realized also another thing, like our morning routine works like a well-oiled machine. And I was like, why is that? His teacher said he is focused, he is responsible. And I realized, how do I send him to school? One, he knows the routine since he was younger, but two, we do movement, we do breathing, we do affirmations. I do a mindfulness with him to reorganize his energy before he goes to school. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in such a rush at the end of the day. I think he might need a transition uh, to reset his energy after school, which I totally like went over my head because I was like, oh, I'm in like, get your showers done, get your homework done, get your dinner done, right? Like the boom, 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 boom. So I told him what we're going to do is we're going to do some movement, just three to five minutes, not a very long time before we go to the shower. So when we get home, we're going to put our lunch boxes away, our shoes away, and we're going to go straight to the mindfulness room, take out that energy, and then move um, to the next text to see if that helps him focus more if we release that energy. Uh, he just read a book on tapping, and this morning at the, the breakfast table, he's like, oh, we can tap. And I was like, 
great idea. That can help too. So we're going to experiment with some yoga movement. I'm going to experiment with some breathing, but really more movement to kind of get the energy out rather than slowing him down because, um, First, because he needs to move the energy out. So that could be another thing. Um, another parenting expert, you know, Rise with Mythil mentioned about like doing massages. And I was like, I do that with Rehan at the end of the night. Um, the massage with uh, the lotion and the oil because he is my high energy and it helps relax his um, energy and helps him, you know, release and get more regulated. And I said, maybe... Ayan needs some of that too. So I told him, I was like, you know, we're going to try this out two times a week after your shower. I'm going to give you a lotion massage and see if that helps you with your focus. Um, and we'll see how that works. So another suggestion that we also, I really appreciated too, was from Mona from Talk. She mentioned about visual reminders and trying to set up what needs to be taken to school the night before so there's less stress and I was like I do that I do that for my routine as a mom of like everything that I need for lunches breakfast and I was like I could see that creating less stress the day of or like at the evening time when he's already tired from school to um you know set out like okay tomorrow you have basketball what are the three things that you need and then he can write it on the checklist maybe he can even gather what he needs to like together um or at least the checklist is written um and whatever can be gathered can be gathered so i really like that we're going to implement that as well um and another great technique is like you know, we talk a lot about timers, but I realized with this age group, we also need to teach them time management. So having a five minute timer is great. However, it doesn't teach them that at 4.55, we need to start getting ready because at five o'clock we need to be in the car and at 5.20 is our piano practice and it takes 15 minutes to get there. So what I realized is that rather than doing like you have 10 minutes left, you have five minutes left, you have one minute left, I want to teach him the timing. So I created on a board like what time his activities are and to give a five minute buffer so that I'm going to tell him to put alarms on Alexa. So for example, 520, he has piano. It takes 15 minutes to get there. So we need to be in the car by five o'clock. So he needs to put alarm for 450 or 455, right? So like that, that will help him like, okay, put an alarm for 450 And so that you know that you have about five minutes to seven minutes to get in the car. Um, And that's the way that like we can support them, right? Without constantly reminding them. Yes, there is going to be some level of support that we have to give. But I thought this would be a great way to teach the older kids. I know for younger kids, it's great. Like five minutes left. They can't, they don't understand the concept of time. But with older kids, they can understand that, okay, it's, I have about 20 minutes left, right? I look at, they can tell time. Uh, so I'm going to put my alarm for this time. There were some other moms who mentioned that for certain things where there's no internal motivation, like there was a child who didn't like to read or, you know, putting away shoes. If there's no internal motivation, some moms do give a monetary small incentive, like an allowance or $1, You can certainly try that out to see if that works for your child, um, to see if eventually the, the habit just becomes routine and they're not 
fishing for just the dollar and they're not just doing it for the dollar. That's definitely worked for quite a few moms who said that they did that. So I think it all depends on your own child and what would work and what would motivate them. Um, I think for me personally, I want to see if I can internally get them motivated and make it fun to just be responsible and like learn how to be pride, like how much pride it is to, to, you know, when you're on time and uh, today, for example, like really just emphasizing and recognizing the effort and cheering them on and making kind of a big deal, but like, Hey, I really see that you did that. I noticed that, right. Not just constantly feeling like we're noticing what they're doing wrong, but also what they're doing. Right. Um, and then, One technique that I think is really great for family meetings that I'm going to be implementing with Ayan too is creating a consequence map, map, which a teacher suggested. And so what you do is like, for example, if I do like uh, one of the responsibilities is getting homework in the folder and in the backpack and getting homework done, obviously. So you would write that as the task, and then there would be an arrow that's in red and an arrow that's in green. If we finish our homework and we put it in our folder, then we get credit for it, right? Like So they would walk through what the positive consequences. Then you would also walk through the negative consequence. Uh, We finished, we do have homework. We don't put it in our folder. It doesn't go to school and our teacher takes a point off. We might feel embarrassed because we don't have her homework. So you can walk through the consequences of each, the positive and the negative. So you do this as an activity with them, obviously, so they understand why certain things are important rather than just saying like, you have to finish your homework. You have to get your basketball. You know, like you could be like, okay, we have basketball practice. What do we need for basketball practice? We need to make sure we have our shoes and our socks and our basketball and our water. If we don't have our water or our basketball, we'll feel thirsty or we'll won't be able to participate. Um, and then the other ways, like if we have it, then we have our water and we can participate and we can be, you know, so it's like kind of, I'm still working out the kinks on that, but that's kind of the idea of it. Um, so I'm really excited to do that with Ayan. We're doing that tonight for a family meeting to understand, you know, in his mind conceptually, because he is a visual learner in that respect of like being able to understand the logic behind it. So if your child is a why, I need logic, I need to understand, this could be a great uh, opportunity for teaching um, in a way that can be supportive to them. So there you have it, guys. These are the best tips that I received. These are the most common ones. uh, And I think that it lays out a really great guideline of what you can start implementing in your journey um, with your kids. I'll also, with that whole traffic light, see if I can put a link of the template that I created on Canva in case you guys want to do that as with, with your kids as well. And of course, like with the mindfulness routines and um, you know, incorporating the right type of resets, I actually teach moms how to do it in their own life. And then Everything that I teach can be then taught to your kids. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, uh, let me know. DM me, um, email me at thejil at thejilvpatel.com, and we can set up you know, paid coaching 
uh, one-on-one so that you can learn that for yourself, but then you can also learn to teach your kids because we need different resets when we have mental stress, like we're feeling anxious, nervous, restless, versus if we have emotional stress, when we feel irritated, angry, annoyed, frustrated, versus if we have physical stress, when we're tired, disappointed, depleted, fatigued, um, you know, there's different resets that we do to rebalance our energy in our body. So I'm going to start working on that. I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier to do that in the evening because we do it in the mornings and it works great. Um, and we only have an hour in the morning from the time they wake up to eat breakfast, to get ready. And I do five to six minutes of mindfulness and we're still have plenty of time to get out the door. Um, so I think, you know, this is definitely a very common thing for kids at this age. And so we have to tame our expectations, support them, allow for natural consequences, uh, but at the same time, know that they are capable and we can support them to be more responsible. So it was so funny. So many moms said that I'm very interested in learning this because I want to use this on my husband. And it made me crack up because it's like, yes, we're doing this so that we're raising our sons and daughters, that when they're partners, um, they're not absent-minded, that their spouse is constantly reminding them, right? They're going to be in such a better uh, place. And I also want to end on this note is that, you know, I'm a very organized, meticulous, regimented, routine-oriented person, but I was not responsible like this when I was younger, when I was seven or when I was younger as a child. And so I taught this to myself when I was older. So I try to keep that in mind as the bigger picture that even though they don't fully get it, they don't need to be perfect right now. They just need to have the, the foundation of this through our help and our support. And it's okay if we have to give them reminders because they don't have to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. Is It's just important that they do it more often than not with uh, minimal, you know, reminders. And I realized that the way that we remind has to be very gentle. Like, hey, you think you're forgetting something? Or, hey, uh, can you stop and think, do you have everything that you need um, for basketball? And then if they're like, yeah, I do, I'd be like, hmm, I wonder what you'll do if you're thirsty. And, you know, making sure that the reminders are gentle too. But as long as we set the checklist up, do, you know, help them learn how to focus, help them, you know, to move out their energy when they need to, to create this space for natural consequences without us constantly, like, taking uh, the lead and constantly reminding them and you know doing things for them that they can do for themselves I think we're really setting our kids up to be successful so you're doing a great job if you're listening to this and this is important to you and you're trying to make this work and it hasn't been you are doing an amazing amazing job it's just takes some trial and error and um, everything is either a win or a learn. So I hope this served you well. And I I learned so much from this, as I'm sure you guys did too. Uh, leave any comments, DM me, reach out to me, and I will be happy to answer any questions if I can, or I can always post it to our amazing, fabulous Instagram group. All right, guys, have a great one. Bye.